We've been uh, singing of God's forgiveness to us, of God's mercy and of God's grace. And we're just going to, for a few moments, just look at a psalm, Psalm 32, at that uh, really is uh, a psalm of David, a song of David, one who knew what it was to be forgiven. Someone who knew what it was to know and to experience God's mercy and God's grace. And uh, we're going to read that psalm and uh, the word should come up onto the screen and uh, just to sort of aid our preparation as we read this. Blessed is the person whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the person whose sin the Lord does not count against them and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon my strength and my sp- was sapped and in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you. And did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore let all the faithful pray to you. While you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the ways that you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which has no understanding but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the person who trusts in him. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing all you who are upright in heart. It's a lovely psalm, isn't it? It's a lovely psalm that just speaks very much to us of uh, the power of God's forgiveness and David was somebody who, who knew that forgiveness. And uh, I must just watch the time because uh, I want to give us time for communion. But we set the service this morning very much with those words. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. The table is set. Communion is ready. Psalm 32 is a psalm all about forgiveness, written by King David, who knew what it was to be burdened by a sense of guilt and of shame. But more importantly, he knew what it was to be forgiven and to be set free from that guilt. This psalm speaks very much about the joy of forgiveness, the guilt of silence, the freedom of forgiveness and the life of the forgiven. But what is it, the joy of forgiveness? That word, blessed. What a lovely word it is. One that we use, isn't it? Bless you, we will say. Somebody sneezes, bless you. 
but then it's one that we take on board, that God's blessings in our life. Well, that's what it means and so much more. Happy, content, satisfied, at peace, growing, flourishing, prospering, doing life well, growing in relationship with God and with one another. Is that you? Is that me this morning? Can that describe me? Can that describe you this morning? But David speaks about the full force or the full impact of forgiveness in this psalm. He speaks so powerfully about it. He says, my trans- my transgress- whose transgressions are forgiven. His defiance is forgiven. Transgressions means to step over the boundary, to cross the line. It speaks of rebellion. It speaks about our defiance against God. When we stand up against God and we say no, and we, don't, and we cross the line, we're not obedient. It speaks about our defections being covered, that are covered. It speaks about our sin, whose sins are covered. Sin means to miss the mark. It means there to, that, uh, you know, there we, we, we miss the mark that God has made for us in our, our lives. Because those defections in our lives are covered by God's grace. And the deception is not counted against us. Goes on to speak there, there in those words, but about uh, the sin of the Lord does not count. Those who sin, uh, whose sin of the Lord does not count against them. The word there behind there is iniquity. That which is bent or that which is crooked, that which is defective. For David, the joy of forgiveness is having that clear conscience before God. Do we know that clear conscience this morning? Are we aware of that? Or do we realise that actually perhaps in some things we are being defiant? We're standing defiantly against God's will in our lives and God's purpose. Or do we know that yes, we've missed the mark in our behaviour and in what we do? Or do we know that we're trying to deceive God in terms of our attitudes, the joy of forgiveness. But he speaks very powerfully about the guilt of silence. You know what it is like when we hold on to that sin and we try to hide it. He gives in graphic detail the effects of unconfessed sin and the guilt that it has upon him. He speaks about being aching, suffering physically. My bones wasted away. His body ached. Speaks about being run down emotionally. He's miserable, groaning all day long, feeling miserable and wretched. You know, there's something heavy hanging over him. He speaks about being drained, about being weary. My strength was sacked. He was lethargic. He was disenchanted. Everything was hard. He couldn't break through. But even as he reflects upon the, the cost of his sin in terms of his own physical, emotional and psychological well-being, he sees the merciful hand of God. Your hand was heavy 
upon me. Verse 4, your hand was heavy upon me. Even in that, he could see that God, God is speaking. God is there. Just as a pain in my thumb is God's early warning system that I need to take that splinter out and it needs to be dealt with. So my guilty conscience is God's hand telling me, telling me of my sin, telling me of my rebellion, telling me that I need, I need to deal with it. So often we think, don't we? Yes, we Our bones are wasting away. We're groaning all day long. We're feeling run down. We're weary. Have we ever considered that it may be that God has his hand upon us? That maybe we're not walking as he would want us to walk? And it's part of him calling us back, calling us back to him. He speaks about the freedom of forgiveness And David did three things. Three things, this psalm tells us. First of all, he owned up. I acknowledged my sin to you. He owned up. I got it wrong. I did it. Secondly, he opened up and did not cover up my iniquity. I don't know about you, but I find that, you know, if, I want to cover things up, don't I? You know, you get something wrong where you'll try and make an excuse. Or you'll try and water it down and think, it doesn't really matter. But he opens up. He says, I did not cover up my iniquity. I was open and I was honest. And then he cleans up. I will confess my transgression to the Lord. Confession is one of the most healing, most powerfully healing processes that we can go through. I heard a story recently of a lady just coming and time when ministered to her and we went through a process. She had a lot of things that were on her heart and in her, her spirit. And I just got her, in a sense, to write it all down. I said, write, write God a letter. Tell him how you feel. Tell him what's going to be going on. Tell him what's happened in your life. How it's made you feel. And there was a lot going on for her. A lot. So she did that. She brought it. And then we just went through a very simple sort of ceremony and we burnt it. We burnt this letter. We sent this letter to God. We burnt it. And we shared communion together. And we spoke words of absolution over her. And the testimony is that for her that was freeing, that was releasing because suddenly she owned up, she opened up and she cleaned up and she got it dealt with before God where so often actually we hold on to it, don't we? We try to justify it and we try to hide it and the result of David's confession, you forgave the guilt of my sin. Remember, forgiven. Forgiven is to be lifted up and to be borne away. To be lifted from our shoulders and taken from us and to be borne away. And what did Jesus do at the cross? 
He took upon himself our sin and he bore it away as far as the east is from the west. So far did he take our sins. It carries the idea of a stain that is removed and reminds me of a verse in Isaiah which speaks, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. What a promise that is. What a promise that is. I've often rested on that promise. God does it. God does it for his sake. And he remembers our sins no more. And he says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. What a promise that is of God. If we own up, open up and clean up, God forgives us. God forgives us. No matter who you are or what you have done or where you have been, your sins are forgiven and the stain and the residue of that guilt is wiped away. David murdered. David committed adultery. David lied. David stole. David coveted. When he came clean, he got clean. His guilt was removed. His guilt was removed. David knew what it was to be set free. And he knew what the life of the forgiven was. Once David had come clean, he finds that God becomes his hiding place. No longer is God's heavy hand upon him, but it's God's open hand of blessing to him. Rather than the hand of oppression, there is that, or conviction, there's that open hand of blessing to him. And he finds that God, rather than pursuing him, is his protector and his guardian. In verse 7, the tone of the psalm changes and it is as if God himself is speaking and he makes four promises to those who confess and hide in him. First of all, he will instruct. He will instruct us to act wisely, to live wisely. He will teach us, means to point out. He will direct us. He will counsel us, to advise us. And he will watch over us, God having his eye upon us. Psalm 33, verse um, 18 says, But the eye of the Lord, the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. God watches over us. But David also gives a warning in these verses. He says, Don't be. Don't be like the mule, don't be like the donkey, don't be like the, the stubborn animal that has to be dragged by bit and bridle. He's rather he's saying, come, come willingly, come openly. And you will find that God is a merciful God. God is a loving God. God is a forgiving God. 
And there's that final call. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. What is the response? What is the response to this forgiveness? But to rejoice, to sing, to be glad, to praise. That's what we've been doing. Exalting the Lord our God. Other things this morning that you need to get clear with God before you take communion, before you share, shed in the bread and the wine, other things that you need to clear up with God, acknowledge, so that you can come in that openness of spirit, openness of heart. So we're going to sing a song and uh, it's going to lead us into communion. And again, it's a well-known song, you know, that... Uh, we shall know well. And uh, it just brings us to the heart of the gospel and of what God has done for us when I survey the wondrous cross.